This is the Your Harrogate Podcast. Now, please welcome your host, Nick Hancock. Morning, here to cheer you up. It's the Your Harrogate Podcast with me, Nick Hancock, and it's all sponsored by Hacks. And by the way, very latest on the River Your, the River Nid. The River Wharf, you'll find all of that local info at yourharrogate.co.uk. And of course, we will keep you posted with all of that stuff. But we wanted some bants today to lighten the lockdown mood a little bit. So we're going to be joined by Sharon Canavar in just a second. And we are talking about, oh my God, we're talking about just about everything from binging on chocolate buttons to highbrow talks at Salon North to married at first sight to Bridgerton filth and everything in between today on the podcast so Sharon's on zoom in just a second just to tell you about a couple of brilliant things we've got going on on our website we want to know what you want to hear on our new your Harrogate radio launching on the 1st of March and you can win yourself a smart speaker and Amazon Echo Dot just for taking part in that so that's a yourharrogate.co.uk and do you know what we've had over 700 entries for so far proving very popular your chance to win a cordless vac a bosch cordless vac thanks to our friends at g crags you'll find that at yourharrogate.co.uk but on with the pod and on to zoom we go with sharon canavar sharon welcome to the podcast how are you doing i'm all right i'm all right how are you i'm absolutely fine i'm just i'm just back from having got completely soaked on a walk which was just, if you stay close to home please tell me you did not get in your car and go anywhere everyone's getting very judgy about this stuff right now well I felt I felt very bad because actually we walked past Alfie's school while while all his you know friends are in school <laughs> and I thought I thought oh, I don't want to you know sort of rub it in their in their faces really all the kids of the the key workers and stuff but we it was there was no pleasure in it at all we got completely soaked and that's just, oh. just daily exercise ticked off the list to be honest doesn't doesn't quite feel doesn't quite feel as as nice as the first lockdown does it when it's like January and horrible weather I'm so miserable with it Nick I can't tell you and also there's I guess partly because we've only just started it and I'm already a little bit broken I, I did the dog walk this morning and there's all these people taking their kids to school I'm like take mine with you please take because <laughs> we got to the end of um uh there's our, the, I mean the school is brilliant and all the stuff they're sending home for G who's seven is great and I've ignored some of the crafts because quite honestly I am so terrible at crafts it's just embarrassing um and also my brain is broken by that point but two days ago they were they're learning about volcanoes at the moment it was here's a craft make your own volcano and grace kind of came in with all the boxes from christmas we could make this i'm like no no we can't mummy's broken but, <laughs> and i put it on twitter the worst thing is i put it on twitter like this is you know i knew the day would come by where i'd have to do craft and i got a direct message from the head teacher going is everything all right sharon <laughs> my cry for help was noted which is terrible I mean, the days sort of go so quickly, though, because because when everybody's at home, there's just there's just a lot of like clearing up, isn't there? I mean, the amount of time that you spend just sort of tidying up after breakfast, then it's almost lunchtime again, isn't it? Just trying to just trying to keep everything on an even kill. And I keep thinking, why? Why are we bothering to keep the house tidy when nobody can come around anyway? Like food. Food is my big thing. So Ben's right in the middle of his mock exams at the moment, which is having to do remotely. 
Um, so he has to be kind of on the, you know, computer good to go. So he has form time at nine and then the exam kicks off at, you know, 9.15 or whatever. So he's kind of hogging all the space as well and having left a kind of trail of Weetabix and stuff all the way through. But food's the thing that's killing me at the moment. You know, everyone's moaning about people being in the supermarket and you should only go once a week. If I went once a week, my kids would starve for three days of that because they're like uh, some sort of locust plague through the cupboards every single day. It's insane. I don't know what yours are like. Yeah, the same. And then you start to develop their habits where where you get to eight o'clock at night and suddenly it's become normal to have a bowl of cereal. <laughs> I love that. Well, that's just. I do. I put. Do you know? Since Christmas, I've not stopped stress eating, and I reckon I've put a stone on since Christmas because I've literally just done exactly well. Oh, breakfast. Oh, now chocolate buttons. Let's have some of those. Oh, no, what I think. Eleven o'clock. Time for crisps. But I. But I read a thing. I read a thing which was probably the worst thing I could read. That was just saying, you know, you, you know, you should comfort eat through a lockdown. Do do whatever you need to get to get through it. Do you know what I mean? This lockdown's about to last till April, though. If I'm, if I should be comfort eating during this lockdown, I would be like ten ton test by the end of it. I tell you. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, nothing quite beats a chocolate button. You know, the idea that oh, I'll chop up some pepper or whatever, great, but it's just not <laughs> not going to quite hit the spot, is it? In the same way, do you know what I mean? I saw a brilliant. Um... TikTok, which is obviously my new addiction. So there's all these people going, you know, this is a year in my life. This is, you know, this is what I looked like 12 months ago. And this is how I look like now. And I used the lockdown to get fit and look after my health and eat properly and self-care. There was one this morning, which was absolute gold. And it was, this is, this is me a year ago. This is who it is. And then this woman who'd obviously put on a bit of lockdown uh, weight, like my good self. And she was like, I ate her. That girl is gone. So <laughs> she, she, she's like, I love it. That's me. These are my people. <laughs> Well, I have to say we're doing a thing. We're doing a thing every Friday with Sam Schofield, and he he is very good from a health point of view because he's all about well, what what do you want to be like this time next year? And that's Indy a much. Crawford, what did you say? <laughs> it's a far better timescale, though, isn't it? It's a far better timescale working on January twenty twenty two rather than thinking, you know, by next week. But I'm such a procrastinator, I'd be like, yeah, yes, so that's three months where I can just eat what I want, three months where I might have a get, you know, and then, yeah, three months to, you know, I can lose and put it on over that period. It, yes, yeah, so a year would be rubbish for me. But I'd like to hear it. I bet he's really good on the psychology and the mindset and all that sort of stuff, is he? I think, I think he's just, I think that there's three, three things really, nutrition, training and being held to account and or holding yourself to account, I suppose. A lot of the, a lot of the exercise stuff, a lot of the exercise stuff where they say, well, just, just start by, by, you know, walking every day or, you know, or just doing something because it makes you feel good and stuff. But the, the, the difficulty, I think the difficulty is that, that, we all need treats at the moment and 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 there aren't many things you know it's like isn't everybody doing dry january but weekdays do you know what uh, i mean and week, weekdays means monday tuesday <laughs> it's true though isn't it the first time i get to the end of the day at the moment that glass of red wine is looking very appealing but let's wait so, so you so in a year you're gonna have abs is that what you're telling me well, it, uh, I mean, you, we'll all have forgotten by a year's time. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> only, those, only those painted on ones, probably. Oh, I like that. <laughs> no one can tell the difference. It's all fine. Oh, dear. Yes. Well, anyway, that's, 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 where, that's where we're up to, to be honest. Now, I think, to be honest, I like, um, I like crisps and chocolate buttons far too much. The, the, only, the only thing where I probably have got slightly better is I'm, I'm terrible for eating a bit of the kids tea at about five that's when I'm really hungry yeah but there were a few occasions last week where 
I must have eaten that much of the kids' tea. I didn't actually want any tea myself. So I, I may, I've maybe I've maybe skipped a meal at, at some point. But yeah, I, I, to be honest, I think... Look at you. That's very think, these days. <laughs> I think, I think, have, I think, have whatever. I think, have whatever you need. It's just, it is just funny. It is just funny. Um, the dry January is... Where I'm doing dry January, but just Monday to Wednesday, well, Monday to Tuesday. Just Mondays. Just then Mondays. you have a bad Monday. Oh, well, it was Blue Monday. So <laughs> I love it. It's a slippery slope. Like you say, I think at the moment, all the rules are out the window because you've got to do whatever you've got to do to get through this period. Um, you know, like we said, if, what are we in? Week two and there's no end in sight. It's grim outside. You know, still it's getting lighter, but it's getting lighter very slowly. And people have got people are juggling all sorts of stuff. And whether you've got kids at home or not, or whether, you know, you, you know, you like you like your own peace and quiet or whether you're right to the side and you're lonely. It's that whole gamut that the our usual life has been taken away from. It's totally out of our control. Um, and that affects people mentally um, in all sorts of different ways. So I think whatever you can do to get through it, make sure that you can. Yeah, so we're going to do some distraction uh, bits and pieces. So we've got, culturally, we've got highs and lows here, haven't we? Uh, high brow and low brow. Um, <laughs> well, that is my life. I've ne never known for it being a happy medium. So we have Berwyn Salon North. Um, we had some events, uh, uh, trying to think when the last ones were, just at the back end of December. And that was, you know, Andrew Jenkins said about why we eat too much, Margaret Heffernan about how to map the future. And you can have a look at our website and catch up on those right now. But from the 28th, um, our new speakers are going to be launched. Um, and, you know, GQ says it's one of the top 100 things to do in the world is to come to one of our Berwyn Salon North. So, you know, we'll take that amongst all the things that you can do. And what I'd say about if you haven't heard of Berwyn Salon before, it's about um, they're like little TED talks, really kind of 20, 25 minutes of how to improve your life how to uh, learn something new that you didn't know before, or you know, how to come away with some random dinner party facts that you can wow your mates with um, either you know, around the table or at a pub quiz. So three new speakers, we've got um, James Dankert and John Eastwood talking about the psychology of boredom and how um, we should let ourselves be bored. And this whole thing about you know, this ennui and like, oh, I can't be bothered and, uh, you know, and, and I must change something up to stop me being bored. We've moved away from that or to if you are have that, having that quiet time and I'm, I'm really guilty of it, it's just scrolling and then you go from one app to the other and then you're back again. It's just let yourself be and let your brain kind of cogitate through all of those elements, which is you know, really important for both um, you know, your body, your mind and to let other opportunities and ideas come through. So I'm quite looking forward to that whole psychology of why it's important for us to have in our lives. And then we've got Lauren Bravo talking about breaking up with fast fashion. Now, she's a journalist. She's written for Grazia and a whole host of other women's magazines. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of fast fashion out there. It's not particularly environmentally friendly. And how do you choose carefully the pieces that you might want from, you know, this idyllic, which I've never managed to get, capsule wardrobe, which is something that a phrase I've heard since I was about 12 and never known really how to manage that. A sea of beige and cream, I think it's meant to be, but... What does that mean? What does that mean? A capsule wardrobe is when you really, you know, when you can choose 10 items and you can mix them and wear them all the oh, way through. Yeah. 
as opposed to having three wardrobes and 15 suitcases full of stuff that you know will never come back into fashion and I'll never fit into again which is me um so she's talking about that Lauren Bravo which again is another one and what I'm really excited about and caused a bit of controversy on uh, Twitter back end of last week um it's a short history of truth by Julian Beghini now you know we've, we've got this kind of post-truth world of alternative facts and fake news um, and he's talking, you know, uh, again about history and what we think are facts now. Are they really facts of things that happened hundreds of years ago? Or is it, you know, are they just what we've interpreted ourselves and what the history books have been written? Because we wrote those history, you know, we wrote that history for ourselves. Mm. So he's talking about how can we look at the truth that we can rely on unquestioningly. Um, and again, something given that we're how many hours away from um, Trump departing the, uh, the White House? And I guess, you know, He's not the first leader to talk about, you know, alternative facts and fake news, but he's the one in a social media generation that has been called on it and, and is so divided, um, you know, people. So with that in mind, I think this is going to be a, a really interesting conversation. And Julian's in conversation with Helen Bagnall, who's obviously our partner that we work with on Salon North. Post-truth era. <laughs> I know. I, well, you know, we've had a bit of that locally as well, haven't we, about, yeah. you know, what's going on in the town? about donald trump is he never he never ever 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 changes what he says so so he never he never ever says even even when uh, um it was a good few years ago you know when when he'd said obama had his um office bugged do you remember that when he yeah. first, when he first was in in power it, the fbi came out and said no that's not true we investigated he, he still carried on saying it and then and then you know and the, the opinion polls 25% of Americans still still believed it. So so there is something scary. Isn't it interesting how the owners of Twitter um sort of banned him? Um probably a bit late, but 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 they but they you know they sort of chose to make almost proving that they were too late to do it really, but at the point they banned him really. It's a really interesting one for me about the time and when they you know again Twitter when they chose to ban him, but also the ability of you know free speech and what that really means in this day and age about you know if people are having uh, the ability to either stand on a street corner and shout out their beliefs and it only reaches a small number of people or people that can write a column in a paper that is fish and chip paper you know um later on or people who can just spout and spout and spout and get their message you know it's out there once and it's shared by hundreds of people and i think often well you know millions of people on twitter but I think if that message is is shared, sometimes even if it's shared as a wow, can you, you know, as a, a quoted tweet, for example, can you believe this guy has said this? It's outrageous. But that message is still then perme permeating and getting through, no matter what the um, you know the surrounding message is around it, be it support or negative. So we live in an interesting world right now, don't we? I mean, we were talking before we came on about you know something is printed and then everybody immediately has an opinion on it and there's no wow well, let's just see what happens or i need a bit more information it's so polarized before you get anywhere that you know it can be it can damage ourselves it can damage our community and you know and you know whatever the story might be to start with it's quite an interesting um i'm looking forward to hearing this guy about how can we come out of it or do we just is this just another permutation in how we communicate with each other it is it is really interesting you know when people take a bit of a step back as well so when you when you look at the the technology we have now compared to how these conversations would have been going even probably 15 20 years ago 
and that and that all makes it quite interesting for how whether whether like you say whether there can be a way out of this whether it, it's going to be one of the one of the downsides of of um i suppose technology really that actually it, it it's sort of played a, a a big part in in creating bad things as well as good things you know as much as informing people it's misinformed people but yeah well that that is that is all the highbrow stuff so do we have some lowbrow as well have you, have you watched bridgerton, have you watched bridgerton? Sight, please. oh yeah go on have you watched bridgerton yet no 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 also because do you know what i've got into something called the great which is also on channel four um which what about, is what about the mass singing <laughs> What about what? The Masked Singer on a Saturday night. You don't watch that, do you? I know. I've got one of my uni mates from, uh, we've got a big WhatsApp group of all the girls, and they're totally into it. I think it's just done at the wrong time for me to get into. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, my excuse is the other way. There's nothing else to do. So that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm into it. Um, yeah, seven o'clock on a Saturday. That's easy for That's what you need to get into. And, uh, and also, well, nothing else to watch. I watched Dancing on Ice for the first time in absolutely donkeys on yeah. Sunday. Did you watch it? No, I'm not. I'm not a big dancing on ice fan. So it's well, I, it made me laugh when it when the trailer said it's the greatest TV show on ice. And you think, well, it's the only TV show on ice. You have <laughs> one that. I have to say it was who's, terrible, and it who's made on Dancing good. on Ice? It's what? Who's on it? Who's on it this year? Uh, Denise Van Outen, um, and then a host of other people whose names I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Um, I've got one to. I've got another one to recommend to you, um, which yeah. I've just. I think it's an old one actually, but I've just found it on Prime called "This Is Us." Oh, I've not seen that. No, so I've, I've only watched. I've only watched one, but I really, I quite enjoyed that. That was that was on. I watched that last night. That's a bit of a a drama. Um, that oh, was yeah. quite good. Yeah, that was good. Bridgerton. I keep telling you about. I know. I know. I need milk. to. Commit, I think I need to commit to it. It's one of those things, you know, when you get in front of the telly on a night time, it's like I just want something where I don't have to concentrate, or you have to find something that's mutually acceptable to both of you sat on the sofa. So yeah, I think maybe I just need to um, watch it on a night of my phone when I'm lying in bed instead of scrolling through Twitter, getting ragey about people. The other program which I really like, we'll talk about Married at First Sight in a second. I was going to say, we have to come back to that, surely. No, 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 I've, not, I've not forgotten, we'll go back to it, but the other one I really like just as kind of wash over your TV, Grand Designs. I could watch Grand Designs every night of the week. Do you know what? I never used to like it, but I think something's moved in my psyche over the last year. I've clearly either just got old, but, you know, the whole thing about watching against the odds, and there's, you know, there's people you just can't bear and you think, I hope your house falls down. But then there's other people that you just, you just absolutely root in from them. Yeah. And Kevin, Kevin's a bit of a dude, isn't he? Yeah. I quite like his approach of, well, you know, I wouldn't really do it like that. But you crack on, sweetheart, and I'll be back. I think it's now got the added thing. It used to always be, you know, it used to always be, well, how far over budget will they go? And that was the joke. Whereas I think now it's quite interesting. You're just thinking, right, what's going to happen when it gets to March 2020? How is this project going to have been screwed by COVID? And that and that's sort of the added thing with it as well now. So Married at First Sight Australia, go. Now, have you watched any of this? Bit, bits and bats, bits and bats when it's been you on. Need to commit. You need, so I discovered this during the last lockdown. Um, one of the girls at work told me about it and I was like, really? Is this one of those things that, you know, you need to watch? Um, and got totally, totally hooked on it. So the whole premise is that these, you know, these experts that have, um, you know, the, it's the people that apply to be on it, the experts pair them up and they look at, you know, their background, their psychology, their best pairing, you know, their taste, interests, yada, yada. 
Um, and I have to say, the UK's tried it and there's a US version and they are rubbish. It's the Australians who've got it going on in terms of what they pair. So I think you can maybe catch up on four series on four on demand at the moment. But series seven is just um, so frustratingly bad. And some of the characters or, you know, individuals on it, there's a, a, a woman called Ennis who, or Innis, who is just... Yes. Oh, I had me shouting at the television with her attitude and she's definitely, she cannot be that bad in real life is where I've got to. She has to be, um, uh, you know, she has to be put up as kind of the bad guy or the reality bad guy. But the volume of people on my socials that are watching it that you would never expect, you know, like proper grown-ups that you think watch, you know, Panorama all the time and now watching Married at First Sight Australia. So, so the chat while you're watching it is absolutely gold in terms of, the characters and actually there's also something that you just want people to find love and the whole idea is you follow them through they get married they only see each other at the altar you know they find out all about each other they go on honeymoon they then move in together and every week they have to have a commitment ceremony where someone says i want to stay in the experiment or i want to go and then the trauma happens if someone says stay uh, someone says stay and someone says go they have to stay together for another week to work on their relationship so you can you imagine like you said go what what you know how dare you or the trauma and the you know all of that so there's a big builder and then at the end the commitment ceremony so they actually rock up to the wedding and get you know, remarried with a white dress, you know. So I, I miss, I miss, I miss the last lockdown. I miss the November lockdown because I could have watched this during the day when the kids were at school, and then, <laughs> now, now we're all at home. I can't. That that November lockdown, that for me, house halcyon days. Don't don't. I, what, do you know? What I can cope with one. If primary schools went back, I would be gold. It's, <laughs> it's not having to do exercise um, experiments. I've watched a program on iguanas seven times because we're doing something where you have to uh, describe, it's describing what's going on the landscape and then you've got to use all your verbs and then adverbs. And honestly, I am Googling what some of the grammatical elements are that are required. So primary schools need to go back because primary school teachers rock my world having to teach all this stuff, I tell you. I, no, I mean, November, you know, November, we were watching The Crown every afternoon. It was great. <laughs> So good. That just seems like ages ago now. Don't don't think yeah. that November. I don't think that November lockdown worked though, did it? To be honest, as, uh, as where we are now proved. Anyway, oh well, thank you so much for all that, Sharon. I think I think we've probably covered enough ground there for uh, for one week, and um, look forward to catching up again next week. Always, thanks. I think you got your money's worth there. I think we just about covered everything there for you. Thank you to Sharon Canavart. Thank you to our sponsors, Hacks, of course. And thank you for listening to the Your Harrogate podcast tomorrow. It's Fitness Friday and we're talking training. And where on earth do you start if you want to get a little bit fitter, a bit healthier in 2021? Sam Schofield is the man who's here to motivate you and talk a load of common sense. He's here with us for Fitness Friday on the Your Harrogate podcast tomorrow. All the local info you need today, weather, travel, any road closures, yourharrogate.co.uk. And of course, most importantly, whatever you're up to today, stay safe.